Hello, and welcome to Talking Sports with TK. I am Tommy Chrysan. Glad to be here. Glad to have you there. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please share it with your friends. This episode, Sports Takes with Trey Blossman, but Trey's got four football picks for you. We're going to bonus into this episode. Sports Takes with Trey Blossman. It's brought to you by Andy Wells, real estate guy in the greater Baton Rouge area. Going to hear all about him. Trey and I are going to talk about refereeing at the NFL and NCAA level. Going to talk about the college football playoffs, a little early preview. Talk about the Saints and Alvin Kamara's six touchdowns in the win over the Vikings on Christmas Day. Lots of good stuff. And again, you're going to hear from Andy Wells about calling or texting him at 225-772-6000. We'll have sports takes. Trey's got a Monday night football pick, three bowl games, two on Tuesday, one on Wednesday. Hey, don't forget to connect with me on social media, Tommy Chrysan, K-R-Y-S-A-N, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And I'm the oldest dude on TikTok. Search for Talking Sports with TK on TikTok. Let's hear a message from Andy Wells as well as Anchor, our host. We'll come back. We'll be joined by Trey Blossman. It's time for Sports Takes. I'm Tommy Chrysan. You're listening to Talking Sports with TK. Stay tuned. This is Andy Wells with Keller Williams First Choice Realty, and I want to be your real estate guy. Call or text me today for any and all of your real estate needs. Are you on the fence about selling your house? I have seven amazing reasons why you should have it on the market right now. I'd love to share that with you. So call or text me today at 225-772-6000. That's 225-772-6000. Once again, this is Andy Wells, and I want to be your real estate guy. 225-772-6000. That's 225-772-6000. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We continue with Talking Sports with TK. I am Tommy Chrysan. We're joined by Trey Blossman for some sports takes and... Trey's got some bowl game picks and a Monday night football pick for you. That'll come on the tail end, so you don't want to miss that. He's right under 50% on the season, looking to push it north of 50%. This podcast uh, with Trey Blossman, sports takes with the picks bonus in. Trey Blossman, good afternoon. How are you today, sir? Doing great, Tommy. Had a really good Christmas. Uh, back to work today for a couple of days. A couple more days off coming up. Everything's lovely. That's good. I had a good Christmas. I hope everyone out there did, and we appreciate uh, you listening to this podcast. Please share it with your friends. Again, kind of like a combo podcast, sports takes, and then a couple of picks, and we will do some picks on Wednesday of this week, obviously looking at the college semifinal games in the last regular season week of the NFL. Trey Blossman, you and I swapped some texts over the weekend, and our first take that we want to have in this episode is all about referees, refereeing in the NFL and in the NCAA. Trey, I'm going to let you uh, fire the first couple of takes. Well, Tommy, you know, I I hate to just keep beating a dead horse, which we seem to do here, but the officiating in both the NFL and college football continues to be very bad. 
it's as bad as I can ever recall it. Uh, I see things and I just shake my head and it, it starts off with simple things like spotting the football after a play. Uh, it amazes me sometimes when I see where they put the football after I've watched the play. Now, granted, I'm watching it on television. The officials are on the field watching the play in real speed. But we touched last week about the uh, Leonard Fournette call for the first down, which gave Tampa the ability to run out the clock against Atlanta. We've seen how quickly Atlanta can move the ball down the field. They almost got down the field and tied Kansas City yesterday in 45, 50 seconds. They worked the ball down the field. They missed the field goal. Uh, it was a gift to Tampa to keep Atlanta from having the ball with a chance to tie the game. And it affected the payout gambling-wise because uh, the uh, the Tampa would have had to put up a field – they would have kicked a field goal, put up three more points, and covered the spread. As it turns out, they didn't uh, because of the first down they were given, which gave them the ability to kneel on the ball and run out the clock. I continue to see this in both college and pro. The Coastal Carolina game the other night against Liberty was as poorly officiated college game as I've seen in some time. The calls went against Coastal Carolina every time. It wasn't like they got the break of a bad call once or twice. Every time a call was made, it was poor. It went in Liberty's favor. And it denied Coastal Carolina an historic undefeated season. And I think it's wrong. I don't know why it is so bad. You've addressed it that they need to put two more officials on the field. All I can say is that could not possibly hurt. Well, first off, officiating is a very tough job. Okay. What you, makes you've it done tough it. You've is, done it. You've done yeah, it on a yeah, high school what, level. Yeah. Which makes what makes it tough is these referees in college and pro cannot keep up with the skill set that's on the field, the speed and how fast things happen. People who have never been on a sideline for an NFL or an NCAA game, and I've been on a sideline for both, do not realize how fast things happen, how big and strong. Uh, you know, from the SEC to the NFL, these guys are. And these refs can't keep up with it. I mean, that that's part of the problem. If you put a couple of more refs out there, and again, I, I, I'm being repetitive, but back in the mid-'80s, they said they were going to add a third basketball referee to the court, and everybody threw their arms up. Oh, you can't do that? Well, now you wouldn't think of doing a game without three refs. So put two more guys out there or somehow figure out a way to get younger guys that are in better shape. I mean, it, it's bad. And I, I saw something on Twitter uh, during the NFL game yesterday. Said, the NFL is a billion-dollar corporation, multi-billion-dollar corporation, and their replay system is duct tape, okay? I mean, you know, and, and that's what's the frustrating part. You brought replay in to help correct bad calls, and they don't do it. So who, you know, the, the, these guys are fearful of overriding the refs on the field. I think the ref running 70 yards to the little replay camera is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Send him a text on his wrist you know, that says, hey, call stands, call confirmed, whatever you want to say. Put the ball on a 30, reset the clock to 238. Whatever you got to do, just send him a text message. I mean, save the time. But, you know, there's so much money involved, 
that the replay is there to get it right, but it's not working in its current form or the, the people who are operating it. And it's the, the facilitators aren't capable as well as the refs on the field. It's bad because you got people questioning the integrity of the league. You said one of your sons doesn't want to, you know, place a small wager on games because he just can't stand that the refs may cost him his money uh, with, with a blown call or a blown replay situation. You know, last night in the Packers, Titans game and Packers guy steps out of bounds. Now that's in part the fault of the Titans for not challenging it, but it's clearly out of bounds 36 yards prior to where he, they ended up tackling the guy. That's a, in the NFL 36 down yards. That's three first downs. That, that's, that's field position. I mean, gee, but wow. they just refuse to get it right. And you've said this, you don't think they want to get it right. You know, and look, these referees, they can tell me whatever they want to tell me. But these guys, especially in the NFL, they're told if it's close to the first down, you mark it so it is a first down because they don't want that third and inches play or the fourth and inches play because they don't want somebody to get hurt, yet they'll make a team play on a Sunday and turn around and play again Thursday night. So it's it's hypocritical to say that's a safety thing, but they cannot mark a football. And I'll say this, and I'll throw it back at you. And, and I mentioned this to you before we recorded they can't mark a ball out of bounds. And this is if the first down marker is 10 yards away in either direction. They, if the guy goes out on the 11, they put it on a nine and a half or the 12 and a half or, you know, a yard off. They just can't get it right because they can't keep up and they can't in, get in position to correctly administer. One other thing, you know, years ago, they, they changed the way they handled the punch going out of bounds. When the punter kicks it to the sideline, what happens there is the ref behind the punter, he has to line himself up on the angle of the ball, and then the guy way down the field runs forward, and the ref stops him when he's even with the angle of what it would have crossed the boundary line. So, you know, that is a good thing, and they probably are pretty accurate with that because you got a way to do it. They got to figure something else out because the fans – are getting frustrated. Players are getting frustrated. Coaches are getting frustrated. And uh, it, it's a bad, it's a huge black eye for the NFL and for the NCAA. And I'm not even going to get into high school now. We'll leave that alone. Well, it, it, they need to do something about it, Tommy. And, uh, you know, like I said, I don't think they want to fix it. And the reason I say that is because it shouldn't be that hard to fix it. As you said, put two more officials on the field. Have a replay center, and I'm talking specifically NFL here because I'd have to address college on a conference basis, but the NFL should have two or three people watching every game in a studio with an eight-foot screen, and they ought to be able to stop play at that NFL venue by shooting a text or making a phone call. If that had happened, somebody would have buzzed down to Green Bay last night and said, hey, Aaron Jones was out of bounds, okay? Uh, you shouldn't have to challenge that. It was very obvious that he stepped out of bounds. Uh, we've got great cameras. We, we, we can see things in high definition that we couldn't see 30 years ago. Uh, let's use the technology available. You mentioned the punts out of bounds. Hey, you know what I say? grid the football field and put a GPS transponder at both ends of the football. And then we don't have to bring out change to measure for a first. We know exactly where the ball is and if it's a first down or not. Uh, well, I, and, and, and 
cost is not something that should prohibit the NFL no. from any change. No. College, the Power Five, cost. They got two. They make so much money on TV. They can afford. I'm like you. There should be a control center in every NFL stadium. Okay, with, with human beings that aren't, you know, used to work with the ref on the field, or they used to eat steaks with them on Saturday night before the game. They'd have somebody who can objectively look at a replay and determine what the call is or that it ain't. Well, and Tommy, we're not even getting into the slowness of the replay and how ridiculous it is that before they even go to the TV timeouts that last two or two and a half minutes, the television announcers have already uh, decided, along usually with a former referee who is working for the network, what the correct call is. We have to wait two and a half minutes and come back. And as we find out more times than not, the officials go against what the retired official that's being paid by the network and the network announcers have decided is the correct call. It's maddening. It's baffling. It needs to change. Yeah, no question about it. And we, we're maybe beating the dead horse to death, as Curly Holman would say. But, hey, we'll probably talk about it again. What if something big happens in a playoff game? Like, it, it costs the Saints a trip to the Super Bowl. I firmly believe that. Hey, before we talk well, about the Saints, the college, def- there's no doubt about it that the Saints lost a uh, uh, not just an opportunity, they lost a trip to the Super Bowl. They they got right. I, that call was so bad that there's no doubt that if the call is made correctly, the Saints win the football game. And they make a knee-jerk reaction and decide to review pass interference the next year. And that was such a disaster, they scrapped it because they couldn't get it right. And they can't get the other replays right as, as well. Again, the NFL, a multi-billion dollar corporation with a, a duct tape replay system. Before we talk college football playoffs, don't forget, if you're looking for a realtor, Andy Wells, I highly recommend him personally and professionally. He's with Keller Williams' first choice. You, When you work with him, is everything will be great. You call or text Andy Wells at 225 225- 7-2-6,000. That number again, call or text 225-772-6000. Trey, college football playoff semifinals will be this Friday, which is January 1. 3 o'clock, the Rose Bowl will be played in Arlington in front of limited fans. Alabama, Notre Dame, 7 o'clock down in the Crescent City. Ohio State, Clemson with a 7 o'clock kick. And, of course, the two winners will meet for the national championships. We'll have picks later in the week. Anthony Gallo will have picks later in the week on the Coon Ash and the Redneck podcast. But I know you got some comments as we get closer to the semifinal matchups. Well, look, I- I'm going to give credit to somebody who I absolutely despise for the game, Rose Bowl game, being relocated. And that's Notre Dame coach Kelly. He said he wouldn't bring his team to Pasadena to play in an empty stadium. He thought at least the players' families should be there. So kudos for him for getting that game moved. Uh, It's a shame his team is actually in the game, but kudos to him for having it moved. Look, the line opened Bama 20-and-a-half. It's now 19-and-a-half. I have repeatedly said that Notre Dame is a pretender. We'll have a pick on that. Uh, We'll record Wednesday afternoon. Uh, I think, you know, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but Bama's going to win that football game. Whether they cover 19 and a half or not remains to be seen, but I don't think the game will be very competitive. If Bama doesn't cover, Notre Dame probably scores late and gets a backdoor there. 
the other game is a much better matchup. These teams played last year. Of course, Clemson had the big second half comeback to get into the championship game against LSU, which had earlier defeated Oklahoma last year. It was on this day today last year, the 28th. I know such because it's my parents' anniversary and my youngest son got married last year on December 28th. And uh, we had to leave the hotel at halftime of the LSU game. And we were up 35 points, which was kind of nice going to a wedding, knowing that your team has already won the football game. But I'm looking forward to the games on Friday, particularly the late game. I'm glad that is the later of the two games. Uh, I think Clemson gets the win there. And, of course, as we said, we'll have picks on those games on Wednesday. I uh, I could make a case for Texas A&M instead of Notre Dame, but I don't know that it's that strong of a case, Tommy. Uh, the third best win for Texas A&M was Auburn. I'm indifferent on how good Auburn is, uh, but they did beat Florida and they did lose to Bama in a game that they didn't get blown out of early. And when you're playing Bama this year, there's something to be said. If you can hang with Bama, even into the second quarter, you're doing pretty well this year. That team's a juggernaut. Uh, I can't wait to see Bama and Clemson play for the championship. Yeah, that's what I think is going to happen, and I'll have more on that later in the week. Before we get to your Monday night NFL pick and your three college bowl picks, two on Tuesday, one on Wednesday, let's quickly talk about the Saints knocking off the Vikings on Christmas Day. Vikings been a thorn in their side, as everybody knows, but 52 points led by Alvin Kamara's six touchdowns and Drew Brees throwing the ball good in a few spots. Saints get the win. The story, Alvin Kamara, Tying Dub Jones from Ruston, Louisiana, LSU, great uh, Burt Jones' father for six rushing touchdowns in a game. Quite the performance for Kamara and the Saints on Christmas Day. Tommy, it was an incredible performance. Uh, you know, sometimes things are just working for you, and uh, the Kamara rushing game was working real well. The Saints looked really, really good. Uh, I, I think going into the you know final week of the season, and that's the kind of that's the kind of game you want to see your team play. Uh, they they just were relentless. Uh, it was fun to watch, and uh, I, I I like the Saints moving forward. I, I was looking at the odds to win the Super Bowl today. The Saints at plus seven hundred. That's pretty attractive, you know. Green Bay is going to be tough to beat, but I think that Kansas City should get to the Super Bowl from the American Conference side. And if they do, that's going to be a tough out. But they hadn't been beating the heck out of people. The Saints, with Drew Brees playing his first game in four or five weeks, played them to within a field goal. The Saints will be better come Super Bowl weekend than they were in that game because they'll have had a chance to gel. Michael Thomas did not play in that game. Uh, I think the Saints at plus 700 looks pretty enticing there. All right. Normally, uh, we don't do picks on a Monday, but you got tonight, an NFL pick tonight, a couple of bowl games, two Tuesday and one Wednesday. We'll have more picks for everybody in a, in a podcast with Trey Blossom and I. That episode will drop Wednesday evening. But, Trey, let's quickly get to the picks. You have a little bonus here on a Monday sports tapes. 
Well, you know, last week logistically just didn't pan out to get the thing recorded. And uh, I watch games a little bit differently, not having any picks. And that's why I concluded that the officials were affecting the outcomes. But tonight, the Bills are seven-point favorite at the Patriots. The Bills go for the sweep. Uh, the Bills are really, really good and may be the biggest threat to Kansas City on the AFC side. I like the Bills minus seven over the Patriots tonight. All right, and you got two bowl games uh, go, set to go Tuesday night. Let's get those two picks. Miami and Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State, a two-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. Uh, I don't know why they're favored. I like Miami. I like the fact that De'Eric King just announced he will return to Miami for an additional year. That has to be huge. That has to have the Hurricanes fired up. Uh, I like Miami plus two and a half. And also tomorrow night, Tuesday. Texas and Colorado. Colorado's only played five games, but they are four and one. But they played those games in the Pac-12, which uh, is not that strong and I think weaker this year than normal. Uh, Perhaps its best team, Utah, didn't even really get warmed up till the third game. Uh, I like Texas minus nine and a half over Colorado. Texas has a big advantage at quarterback there. And then we are going to have a full board of picks for the weekend, and, and including the college semifinals and NFL on Wednesday. But right now you got a Wednesday night bowl game pick you want to share with the people. Let's hear that. It's actually a Wednesday early game, Tommy. Wake Forest at Wisconsin, a pair of 500 teams. Uh, Wisconsin, a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, I think their defense is considerably stronger than Wake Forest's defense, and I think that gets them to win. I like I like whiskey. Go Bucky Badger. Right. Trey Blossman's uh, four picks on a little bonus Monday sports takes actions for you. Monday night football, he likes the Bills minus seven against the Patriots. Tuesday night, Miami plus two and a half against Oklahoma State. Also Tuesday night, the Texas Longhorns minus nine and a half against Colorado. And Wednesday at daytime kickoff, Wisconsin minus six and a half against Wake Forest. Trey Blossman will do this again Wednesday, give everybody a full board of picks, uh, including the college football semifinal games. You have a great day, sir. Thank you, Tommy. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu.